Hello, I'm Jo Lloyd and this is Pet Place, the podcast series by pet parents for pet parents. Today we're talking about socialising your dog. We're coming out of a long period of lockdown and it's time to help get your dog comfortable around other people and their pets. I'm joined once again by our expert vet, Sarah Holmes in Colwyn Bay and Laura Jones from Pet Place in Abergelly. Welcome back, ladies. It's been a while, so let's start by getting reacquainted and learn a bit about you. Hello, I'm Laura and I uh, work at Pet Place in Abergelly. Um, I've been with that company now for nearly six years. Hi, I'm Sarah. I've been a vet for over 17 years and I'm the proud owner of Mokhtar Vets on Rehabilitation. Thank you. So socialising your pets. I mean, we've so much to talk about with this because it's not just about socialising with other dogs. It's also about the fact that we've been through a crazy isolated time with the pandemic. Separation anxiety is going to be a thing for many dogs and some of them will never have known a life outside of social distancing. So Sarah, going to cross to you first. It's going to be a strange time for dogs and cats, isn't it? Yeah, I I genuinely think this is quite a terrifying time coming up. I think a lot of people have got pets on a whim and not actually planned for what's going to happen when they go back to work, not realising that it's going to have potential massive negative impact on their pets who've suddenly had them there 24-7 and then don't understand what's happened. So, you know, I can't overemphasise to people you know, now is the time to be preparing your pet. Your pet should be used to their own company, having sort of time by themselves. And equally, if you're the opposite and you're starting to come out of lockdown and you're wanting to do more with your pets, again, you need to be preparing them just because you know what you expect them to do. It doesn't mean they know what to do. And um, for people that maybe haven't had the opportunity before but thought, well, we'll get a pet in lockdown, um, you know, what a puppy learns in its first few months of life, but what stays with it for the rest of its life and, you know, moulds how it's going to be. I've only ever had rescue dogs, um, so I've taken on dogs with problems. So having a problem isn't to say that it's a lifelong problem, but people need to realise a problem didn't just happen overnight. It's happened over many nights and they therefore need to invest that amount of time to, you know, correct the problems they see. Like a dog will behave the way it does unless it has guidance. So, uh, you know, people really do need to be responsible pet owners, look to what their dogs need and how they can help them to achieve it. Um, and what are your thoughts on helping dogs interact with other dogs when they're out and about? Yeah, again, you know, not every dog wants to be friends with every other dog and some dogs may not have come into contact with other dogs and actually if a dog is frightened and it's approached by a bigger dog or, you know, something startles it, you run the risk of that dog running away, having sort of long-term problems with socialisation because it's been overwhelmed. If, you know, heaven forbid, it gets into an altercation or something these are things that can potentially mark a dog for the rest of their lives and for an owner to see something where their pet is terrified their natural reaction is going to be to panic and they can make a situation worse so 
by taking you know the time your pet needs to be happy in a situation and just taking things either slowly or you know coming back to things and reintroducing them you know the the, the onus is on the owner to to make sure that every interaction their pet has is is a happy one everything sarah said i mean that is exactly what i would say to my customers really especially if you've got a pup um, or an older dog that hasn't been socialized very well always make sure they're on a strong sturdy lead they have got a well-fitted harness or well-fitted collar however it is um, that you're training your dog um, we do sell products to help soothe them so if you feel that your dog needs a little bit extra and um, there's various so we've got plugins we've got sprays we've got wipes and um, whether it's just traveling the car some so many dogs are so anxious about being in the car because during lockdown obviously we weren't allowed to travel um you were only allowed to walk um to the certain spots where it, it was a walk from home um and that was it so so many young dogs or even dogs that haven't been out for a while have got so anxious or travel sickness through going in the car now so we've got so many products available just to aid um, the dogs with that one and again like Sarah said the same with the owners um, your dog reflects your behavior so if you're feeling anxious and nervous your dog's going to feel exactly the same they're literally going to feel that tension down the other end of the lead so really we can't stress enough that you need to put that behavior in place really your dog will be a reflection of yourself so if you're feeling that way then your dog will most likely feel that way so really just helps calm yourself um, and that will make the world a difference, really, for for your pet. Yes, it'll take a dog three times as long to unlearn something as it does. And for a dog, once it's done something three times, that's its routine. So, you know, we're expecting a dog to suddenly think how we're thinking when for, you know, the last 12 months it's been doing something completely different. And I, I do appreciate what a difficult time this is, and I've seen it through my own clients, how anxious they are, but they don't realise how much of that feeds to their pets, and their pets don't realise why, but they're suddenly feeling anxious and they know there's uncertain things. So, But this is where, like Sarah said, just taking your pup out, taking your dog out, just the hoover out, sitting outside your front garden, let them listen to people, let them introduce the people walking past, let them sniff other dogs through the fence. Little things like that make the world a difference to a dog. If you've had your dog locked up in the house for 12 months and you put them out into the big open wide world, it's absolutely terrifying for them. It's the same as yourself. If you've been in your house, you've not left for weeks on end, you take a step outside and it's so overwhelming. So just preparing your dog in the best way you possibly can will just make your day so more much more enjoyable really you don't you want to be able to walk your dog at ease and not be a chore if that makes sense usually it's you want to be out and you want to yes i can't wait you want the dog to be excited to go out you don't want to be sat there dreading that you're going to have to take your dog out because you don't know what might happen yes definitely I mean, one of my clients took on a puppy during lockdown and as part of her daily exercise, she would sit at the bus stop with the puppy and let cars go past and get him used to the sounds and things like trucks. And it was such a simple thing to do. And then when people say, oh, you know, she's poorly socialised because of lockdown, I think it's just an excuse. I think people take on puppies thinking that they've got this ready-made package and they don't assume the work that they have to put in and 
everything that how your your dog turns out is the owner's responsibility and the efforts they put in are the rewards they reap in having you know a well-mannered dog that's well socialized and you know performs well under stress in in difficult and new situations it, yeah it's it's it, it changes your whole day doesn't it you're thinking right i've got to think about my dog it's not pandering it's just it's just preempting something isn't it really and and it does it does it does build up in in the stress of how you behaved and it, you're right it's it's um it's little steps but they've got to be taken i mean talking about hoovers you know we all laugh don't we like oh my dog chases the hoover but Basil has always hated the Hoover. And suddenly, as he's got older, obviously I think his hearing is going, he just kind of looks at it now as if so, yeah, that thing again. And he's not interested. So, you know, you look at a dog's lifespan and you look at age. If I take Basil, for example, as a young puppy, it was like so excited to see other dogs. And then we went through a stage where it was just him and I. And his he didn't like to be away from me the separation anxiety was quite bad and then we were out walking and i think i think he did, he did get attacked um once by another dog who he he thought was friendly um unfortunately it wasn't um and that memory must have stayed with him because then it's as if he needed to protect me every time we went out for a walk now that went on for some time no matter how, whatever i did and then all of a sudden as he's got older He's not bothered anymore. He's just like, oh, hi. You know, his socialization's changed. And, and and do we see that a lot in older dogs? We do, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that as well is down to the owner. I mean, when you go out, have you become more relaxed? Um, you know, yeah. if, you, if you're constantly worried um, what his reaction is going to be with another dog, then that is, again, like I said, going to reflect on him. But if you, over the years, you've just, because you've got to know him better, you know the the signs, you know um, how he's going to react with certain people in certain environments. So maybe it's because you've become relaxed. He doesn't feel the need to protect you because obviously you're the big strong owner behind him. He's He's relaxed. He's enjoying life, basically. He doesn't feel like he needs to protect you. Um, it could just be something as simple as that one, really. Yeah, and also, he was he was better behaved with other people than he was with me. And <laughs> 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 like, he's got no problem socialising with other dogs. It's you. You're at fault. So I completely get that, and I'm sure you've seen that a lot, Sarah. Yes. I... <laughs> you can tell me off now if you like. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, uh... We did it with our own receptionist and she has a Jack Russell as well. And she was so convinced that as soon as he saw another dog that he was going to kick off, that she was automatically tightening the lead and then panicking. And Rory was then doing it because he's thinking, oh my God, something bad's going to happen. My mum's terrified, not thinking, oh, she's worried for me. And then the minute we went for a walk together and I was like, just drop the lead. And she did it and he's like, oh, what now? And then we walked past and he didn't even bat an eyelid. So, yes, unfortunately, 
dogs can have problems, but it is mainly the owners that have problems. It's the Jack Russell thing. (laughs) (laughs) Little dog syndrome. I'm not having any of it. Uh, Yeah, as I say, he's been better with other people and he's been better when he's not on his lead. But now as he's, as soon as he kind of got to about 10, that small dog attitude just completely changed. Um, And maybe my attitude's now changed because I'm like, well, I know he's not going to kick off because he's 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 older and uh, you know you're right it is it's me that needs <laughs> i need to go in and be retrained but i think it, yeah if you're feeding your anxiety down the lead he, he doesn't know what you're anxious about and he's just picking up and yes it is tiny dog syndrome but you know he's out in front of you on the walk and therefore feels he has to you know yeah. protect you yeah yeah now Obviously, lockdown is starting to change, and as it's as it's lifted, we're all hopefully going to be welcoming people back into our homes and mingling more. And you know, I can't wait for that. You know, want people in the garden, want people to be able to come in and have a nice meal and things. But it's going to be a bit of a, a shock to the system for for pets, especially if they haven't socialised with other people. And you know, it's a kind of king of the castle kind of thing, isn't it? It's like, well, these new people coming into my home, Sarah. What what would you suggest? For that so even before lockdown when there were things like new year's eve or bonfire night there are things you can do to plan ahead so definitely having a safe space for your pet so a a crate that's covered a private area behind the fridge or you know a dark place under the table that's just for them that they can go to and be away from everything is is really important and if you are planning on having people around and stuff and it might be that they've got babies or you know they're not used to older people just being able to send them to a safe space that's for them would really help and a lot of the products that Laura talked about you know the wipes the sprays the plugins you can be using those now in preparation for these things happening and it is just a case of preparing you know as much as possible and sort of making the situation easier for the animal Again, we've predominantly been talking about dogs, but cats, you know, don't necessarily like strangers. They want to have a safe space that they can run to or climb on and stuff. And it's just about being able to sort of give them access and a plan that if they're overwhelmed, they've got somewhere to go. And if they want to hide, that you just leave them be. Um, There are CDs and things available where you can get sort of pets more accustomed to noise and stuff and you just play them on a low volume and it just gets them used to sort of noise and things happening rather than just suddenly on Saturday everybody piles round and you know want to pat the puppy and the puppy's like what the hell has just happened yeah 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 it's it's like that um we were talking before about well would you get into a lift and everyone's like sort of all all immediately the attention is on you it's 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 that kind of uh, an example isn't it yes i mean if a puppy is hiding somewhere the worst thing an owner can do is go down and either force them to be in a situation or actually go down to them they think oh yeah look my owner's hiding now as well it must be terrifying so if they are worried and they are scared leave them be give them the time once they feel confident and they come out they will be so much easier to deal with the situation because they're doing it on their own terms if they're forced they can just quite easily shut down and you know that could undo 
months of you know good training and positive reward so you know it, it's a team effort with you and your pet you need to sort of make plans and do things to make it easier but equally you want your pet to do it on their terms so can we talk about something that you may or you may not agree with crate training cages what are our thoughts on that i'm going to ask you first sarah in the right situation i love them I think if you're going to use it as a tool because you're going back to work and you're worried that your pet is going to be destructive, I think that's a whole different argument. But as long as the crate is used as a positive thing and you reinforce it's a positive thing, that there's beds in there, there's food, stuff like that, I I think they're great. But if you're using them potentially as a long-term solution for avoiding other problems, I don't think they're great. I completely agree with Sarah on this one. Um, the crate really is you want to use it as the dog's bedroom as the dog's den if you've got people coming round, put some home comforts in there put a blanket over the top and leave the door open so the dog can come and go as they please um, the same as a pup if you do it as a pup let them come and go if they're feeling overwhelmed they can go into their bedroom basically I would never advise to use a crate as a form of punishment um, if your dog has been, I don't know if the dog's had an accident, has been a bit jumpy, been a bit noisy, and you go locking them in the crate, they will never ever feel that as their comfort place. In that way, you've you've reinforced it in a different, in, in the wrong way, really. Um, if you've been using it as a punishment, if you then have people coming round and you lock your dog in that crate, they think that it's a bad thing and they will never relax in that situation that they've been put in, basically. It'd be like you locking your child in your bedroom in their bedroom as a punishment. You know, in their eyes, it's a bad thing. They don't want to be yeah. in there because they've been punished for being in there. It's the exact same way. Mm. It's the same thing, really. And they'll see it as a prison rather than a, a safety place. Exactly. So it can cause a dog to be a happy dog, to be anxious, to be stressed. And it just makes that situation 10 times worse. Um, if you're trying to relax your dog, but then you're locking it in somewhere it's not enjoying, then you're completely undoing everything you've taught it in the last few months, basically. So from day one, really, if you have made a decision to crate train your puppy, leave the door open, let them come and go, reward them when they're in there and just leave that door open for them. So they have the opportunity to come out and be part of the family if they want to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, what would you suggest, um, both of you really, is we're talking about going away with our pets, maybe for the first time, and they're used to their crate at home. Would you take that with you? Because you're then introducing an unfamiliar surrounding. I mean, as in, would it affect their socialisation? Because we're we're putting them in unusual surroundings, you know, uh, textures of floor even, you know, they might not be used to treading on, um, uh, you know, wooden floors or tiled floors. And then all of a sudden you're in a farmhouse or, or whatever. It, is, is sleeping arrangement very, very important? Definitely. You know, sleep is the most relaxed state they're going to be in. Hopefully after a day of enjoyment, they're going to naturally be tired. But having something, a crate is fine. And again, depending on how you travel, it could be easy to have your dog secured in a, a crate when you're in the car. But even a bedding or a blanket or something that is familiar to them and that you can use a command like bed or something where they know they can go and relax you know having something like that it just makes it easier wherever you take them um 
in the past I used to locum and I used to take my Labrador with me and as long as she had her bed she would be happy wherever I put her because it was hers and she knew that when she was on her bed she could relax and she wasn't having to to sort of worry so having something that's familiar for them is you know like a child having a special toy when they go into hospital or you know doing something for them when they're on a journey that they they've got something for comfort yeah and what about you Laura what what's your thoughts on that um i think it depends on the individual if you've got a dog at home that loves like you said one of your dogs loves using the crate it's his comfort um, if you've got a means of taking that with you, I think it's a great idea because if you're in a completely new environment, new smells, um, new furnishings, every little thing you wouldn't even think of makes the world of difference to a dog. So to have their comfort place with them, just for them to relax that little bit in the evening would make the world a difference. So like Sarah, if it was a bed, if it was a crate, if it was a blanket, if it was a toy, whatever it is, something familiar to a dog will just help comfort them help them relax basically so with the crate i think it is a great idea if your dog enjoys being in the crate really it just helps relax helps soothe them again with the traveling not only is it a safe way of traveling but if they enjoy if they're relaxed in the crate by having that in the car with them it will just make that journey a lot more easier for them so we'll move on now to talk about the pros and the cons of actually making that decision to spay your dog. Because, you know, people have bought a puppy, bought a little girl and then, you know, or a little boy. And they're thinking, right, well, at what point do we make this decision? Um, you know, Sarah, what are your thoughts? Obviously, you must see this an awful lot. Yes. So um, at our practice, we actually offer free um, pre-neuter consultations so we can fully talk to people about the pros and cons because there are massive variations between when to do them, if they're a giant breed or a small breed or, you know, do they need their hormones and stuff. So there isn't a one size fits all. Overall, I do think neutering your pet is a good thing. If you've got a male dog, you have longer in their age to do it before you still see the health benefits. For females, um, if you're new to them sort of earlier on, you can reduce the risk of sort of mammary tumours, womb infections, things like that. So there are more health benefits to females from being done earlier than a male. But sadly, you know, we're seeing unwanted pets and problems. I, I think neutering is a great thing. On the opposite side with cats, we're actually very proactive and we will neuter cats from 12 weeks of age. We're part of a scheme to try and reduce the number of unwanted kittens and it's actually been proven in cats it's safer to do the younger they are. There's no sort of side effects, so I'm, I'm definitely pro-neutering. Um, so I was reading the other day that there is an estimated 3 million extra pet owners since the pandemic started in the UK. That is just crazy figures, isn't it? And such a high demand for products, I expect then, Laura. Oh, most definitely. Um, we have seen so many new people come through our doors that we've never even met before. I mean, it's absolutely amazing to get to know new people. Um, but keeping up with product demand... 
um, it can be really difficult at the moment. So obviously that is one of top priorities for Pet Place at the moment to keep up with new demands, uh, with new products as well. We're always looking forward um, and looking for new lines, new things to help aid new owners with their puppies, basically. Yeah, and not just a fashion thing, actual, you know, something to help with training and such like. And and Sarah, do you have a top tip then for socialising? You know, for instance, if you've got a little nervous dog and um, you're a little bit shy of socialising, you have a, a, an easy top tip. Yes, definitely. Um, if you see any dog wearing yellow, whether it's a ribbon, a band, something on their harness, Take that as a warning, not that the dog is bad or is going to attack or anything like that. It just means that that particular dog needs space for whatever reason. So, you know, be mindful and respectful. If your dog's off the lead, put your dog back on the lead, you know, speak to the owners, find out why they've got a yellow tag on it and why their dog needs space. It's such a simple thing to do, isn't it? You know, ribbon, bandana. Yeah, you can see it from a distance. You know, it just prepares people that for whatever reason, your dog needs space. Mm. It's a really, really good idea. Um, Laura, can you tell me about Pet Park? What is Pet Park? Well, Pet Park... So many of our customers think it's the most amazing thing ever. I mean, we have met so many new people through Pet Park. It's basically a enclosed, relaxed environment. You can bring any age, any breed of dog. We do sessions, hourly sessions. So we have puppy play um, where they can interact and learn how to socialize and learn how to be a puppy basically with other puppies. We have senior play, so more relaxed, quiet. So even the older dog gets to have a bit of enjoyment, just even as for half an hour. Uh, we do large breeds, um, obviously, um, it just allows them to be their big bouncy cells really. And again, with small breed, um, lots of little, sometimes yappy, but lots of little uh, dogs um, just interacting and being themselves. It's ideal if you've got dogs that haven't got very good recall with it being fully enclosed. We've got an indoor and an outdoor area. Um, we've got interactive toys, exercise equipment, just to help stimulate them, really. Um, when they've had their play, you can sit down and they can have a treat. We do uh, dog deli treats there. So while they're eating their treat, the owner can have tea and cake as well. Um, so many people have met uh, and made new relationships with each other while meeting through Pet Place. They now come on a regular basis, um, on a weekly basis, just to meet up, really. So it's new friends for the dogs. It's new friends for the owners as well. It's a great way of socialising, just to help people get out there, really. And for anyone that doesn't know the Pet Place, they actively encourage you in the shop with your pet. So there's lots you can do and lots of stuff that would help you you know sort of meeting strangers and stuff i can completely understand that but tea and cake's always a winner for me <laughs> always Paris, definitely definitely yeah thank you both so much uh for taking part in a great episode about socialization thanks so much and we'll catch up soon thank you thank you don't forget you can get more information and advice from farmandpetplace.co.uk that's it for another episode see you next time on the pet place podcast when we'll be looking at more ways to become better pet parents pet place